now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 234 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Yeah, I am right here. So, Carlos, fun fact before uh, before we go too far here. Oh, yeah? I was, uh, like, I was pulling up my notes for uh, this episode of the Department of Defense, and I put episode 34, which is not right. Even a tiny little bit. You're off by 200. By 200. Or are you off by one digit? If you look at it that way. So- uh, no, it's a little better. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I fixed that. I was like, episode 30. Wait a second. That can't be right. I feel like we've been doing this for a while. Like our thing says established 2012. How have we only done 34 episodes? Well, that's by being really skilled. Right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to our patrons. You guys are awesome, and you guys know who you are. And if you'd like to be as awesome as them, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today or click on the Patreon link at the bottom of our homepage. So uh, we do have a few changes coming to the, the Patreon. Uh, we're, we're trying to find some new incentives for you guys. Uh, at the $5 level right now, you do get access to the entirety of Tabletop Theater uh, after we record it, before we put it up. Um, so you can listen to it as all one chunk and kind of get the get the whole thing. And we're also going... Without having a week, a week between episodes? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and uh, we are going to add to that live streams of Homebrew Bound and a live stream of Tabletop Theater so you can listen listen in and, you know, throw things into the chat that we can talk about when we... Because during each episode, uh, kind of like with Legend of the Lothos, we take a break about every hour of recording just to stand up and refill our beers. Because, uh, I mean, it's Tabletop Theater. We gotta We gotta have something to lubricate. A little bit there but yeah so you guys can you know uh join in on that and kind of you know put your two cents in and that's at the five dollar level uh one dollar you know we give you guys a shout out and you're awesome so you got that uh but if there's anything that you would like to see from us on patreon please let us know because we're we're kind of at a loss here we we want to give you guys something but we're not sure what you want so if you have any ideas or what have you, go ahead and let us know. It's in within the price range of what's in my pocket. I got some lint. Carlos, stop trying to, like, be Gollum. Or, no, I guess it'd be Bilbo with your damn riddles Well, I there. don't want to give away the the one ring. <laughs> what do I have in my pocket? I'm God, pretty sure. That I- is not a riddle. I'm still upset about that whole thing. I'm on, I'm on Gollum's side. Yeah, it's not a riddle at all. That's not a riddle. That's not even kind of a riddle. Yeah, I think he, like, he lawyered his way into it. Counting, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Uh, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to BlindNinjaStudios.com. Click on the Amazon link above our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal, and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. And I recently found out that that works for Amazon UK, too. So, And it might work for any of the other Amazons out there. I know there's an Amazon Japan. Do we have any Japanese listeners? I mean, I don't know what a yen is, but I'm sure it's worth something. Um... Yeah, so check that out. I know. So there's Amazon. So I can go into Amazon for a while here. Yeah. Because I mean, there's there's an Amazon UK. There's an Amazon uh, France. There's an Amazon Germany. There's an Amazon 
Italy. There's an Amazon Spain. You didn't even mention Amazon Canada. How did you not count that one? Well, I was going Amazon EU. Then there's an Amazon Canada. Amazon Mexico. Did not know there's an Amazon Mexico. Yep. Uh, Amazon China. But I don't think we're allowed on the airwaves in China. Well, I'm pretty sure they don't care about <laughs> our little, our little uh, podcast that we're running. I don't think we're going to... How dare you call us little? I don't think we're going to challenge any people's uh, thinking. I disagree. I feel like all we are are th- uh, free thought and ch- thought challenging. Yeah. Right? Sure. I, I, I don't know. You kind of lost me there for uh, just thought challenging, huh? Oh, man. Uh, so we got Pete in the chat. He couldn't make it today, but Pete's in the chat. Uh, he apparently says he has lint in his pocket, too. Well, welcome to the Lint in the Pocket Club. Right. Um, and there's some... Um, Either Japanese or Chinese characters. I'm not really, really sure. Uh, we got we got Tripliskisk in the in the chat. I I did not pronounce that properly. I'm sorry, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'll I'll try to be monitoring chat uh, while we're doing this stuff today, guys. Because it's so. just the two of us today. It is just the two of us. So please get in on this conversation. Because everybody else decided to bail, like Pete, because he. Just oh, it's Brian. Oh. Why the hell isn't Brian in the studio? I don't know. That is a really good question. Probably he only has lint in his pocket, too. Oh, it's triple six. Oh. Triple six. Okay. That makes sense, except you didn't spell any of that right, Brian. So, uh, let's get into right. what have we been doing? Uh, well, Carlos, would you like to two start Two weeks, with, actually. It is two weeks. We weren't on last week because of Easter. Yeah. So... Carlos, how was your Easter? Let me know what you did for Easter. Did the bunny visit you at all? Well, no, Casey. The, the, what? I, you don't really believe in the Easter bunny after you're like seven years old, six years old? Sometime, somewhere in that age The range. Easter bunny's real. No. Yeah, he runs around and shits eggs in your backyard. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah. My grandma taught me how to shoot him with a shotgun when I was real little. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good learning experience there. <laughs> So you you killed the Easter Bunny and you made it so like no other kids got the Easter. No, candy. that 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 is a joke. Uh, but my grandfather did make me cry while we were at my grand my so a little bit of a tangent and I feel like it's worth it at this point. Um, so we every year growing up we did Easter we did Easter at my uh, great grandma's house in Alpena, South Dakota. You know this like out in the middle of nowhere. My grandpa. You know, big big gun guy, and you know, instilled in me and my brother, you know, a nice love of firearms because firearms are fun. That's just what it is. But they How need to be controlled. Uh, oh, real! I was probably four at this point, right. four or five. Anyway, so um, I woke up in the morning all excited to go eat, you know, go get some Easter eggs and stuff, and then over breakfast. He tells me that he shot the bunny and that we're going to have rabbit stew for <laughs> for lunch. And I cried and <laughs> cried and cried. It was not great. I had a similar experience, <laughs> like not with involving a gun shooting the Easter bunny. Before uh, Christmas, uh, I was like five or six. Uh, it was like a big family Christmas. And like my uncle told me that, uh, yeah, I just didn't get any presents that year. And I cried for that. <laughs> My grandpa tried to say that every year. Well, I think it's funny now. Yeah. Because I think that's a great thing to tell a kid. <laughs> it's not a great thing to tell a kid. So then... Uh, because then, no matter what you get them after that, 
They're surprised. So I, I'm pretty sure my grandpa told me that because uh, my dad told him to. Because there's video of this one. Uh, the year before, I was like three, and we were at my other my other great grandparents' house uh, in Alpena, but they're in town, you know. So it's a little different. And we're at an Easter egg hunt, and my dad's holding the basket, right? And I'm putting the egg or throwing the eggs into the basket, and he's having a good time. But then I just whip an egg right at his crotch. And there's video of this. I whip the egg, and he just doubles over in pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty impressive throw. I would, I, you know, looking at it now, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh, All right, anyway, I remember there so was how a, was your Easter? It was, uh, I got ate a lot of chili. It was all okay. right. Chili's a weird Easter food. Well, I think it was like easy for my mom to make, so then. And I got a shit ton of leftovers that I ate in like two days. So was it just you, your mom, and your brother yep. then? Oh, okay. That's kind of a nice... I put uh, the uh, Games Done Quick uh, speed run from uh, January, I put up the Bloodborne run and like just watched that. So you, your mom, and your brother watched trying... the Bloodborne well, I, run? Because I, I want to convince my brother to That's play some Bloodborne. That's fucking weird, dude. Because I got him Bloodborne like two years ago for Christmas and he just hasn't played it. So. Okay. Yeah, the fact that you subjected your mom to speed runs on yeah. Easter, that's weird. It was something. That's what, what, what I mean. I don't know. I there was anything on Netflix I felt like putting on. What, what about conversation with your mom? You know, we, we how's your mom doing? Like, we, what was the conversation? Do you have but, Netflix? But like, once Can my I put it on. But once my brother showed up, I put uh, blood. Oh, on. I mean, I wouldn't want to talk to your brother either. <laughs> That's right, Nick. <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, speaking of Easter, uh, you reminded me like when you're talking about like Easter eggs. Uh, well, they're bringing um, Animaniacs back. I, we've, I think we've talked about how like Animaniacs is coming back from Hulu is uh, bringing yep. that show back. They used to have like this good idea, bad idea bit. That was pretty great. And there's like one for uh, Easter. It was like uh, hiding Easter eggs on Easter morning. <laughs> bad idea. I know it was like looking for Easter eggs on like Easter morning. Bad idea. Looking for Easter eggs and Halloween, like just find like a rotten egg. <laughs> I know, like, Animex was a great show. Yeah, it was. I'm really surprised it's coming back. So, uh, another thing, like, on Facebook, I'm not sure whose feed I saw it on or whatever, but, like, there was this video, like, being passed around of instead of an Easter egg hunt, like, this mom for her adult children uh, did a craft beer hunt in the backyard. I'm like, that is way more exciting than eggs. Because, I mean, you find an egg, all you have are... Like hard-boiled eggs. If you do real Easter eggs, a lot of people just do the plastic eggs now. Oh, and apparently, if you put out uh, plastic eggs and they're empty in the backyard, kids get pissed. <laughs> that's, I know that's a good strategy. But the best, the wrong time of the year for that. That should be more for so uh, Halloween. My brother and I should never be allowed to, like, be in charge of children's Easter egg hunts. Because if you just don't hide eggs and tell them that they're out there, <laughs> they look a real long time, but then their mom gets pissed. No, you got to hide like one or two eggs so that they know that there's some out there. <laughs> so well, then they, so like they keep looking. It was one of those things where we were just too lazy to go put them out there or fill them with candy. I don't remember which one it was, but <laughs> maybe it was both. 
as you're just shoving chocolate in your mouth while the kids are like looking for the candy. Nah, man, I'm more of a jelly bean guy. I think they're disgusting. I love jelly beans, uh, but not like I don't like the flavored ones, like the Starburst or the like or the Jolly Rancher jelly beans. Those suck. Just not but, a thing. I mean, I'll do jelly bellies just for like the different flavors every once in a while. But I like the classic jelly bean, except for the black jelly beans because black jelly beans look like shit. No, just not a fan of jelly beans at all. Are you? A, but you like the chocolate though, right? Well, I, do I like chocolate? Yes, Casey, I do like well, chocolate. No, I mean, like, is that your favorite Easter candy? No, not really. What? Actually, I don't even know what uh, I my mean, favorite Easter candy the, would the, be. Like, the default best Easter candy, and nobody can disagree with this, are the egg-shaped uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Actually, uh, they're not super great. Like, just because, like, no, just because... The Shut cho- your fat mouth. No, like, there's they're good, but I'm just saying that the problem is the fact that, uh, the, compared to regular Reese's Cups, like, the chocolate on those melt a lot faster to the point where the second you touch your, like, you open the package up and touch it, you got, like, a little chocolate on your hands. And I was, like, not impressed with that this year. Because I bought, because <laughs> I, I went to Walgreens the day of, after, uh, Wal- after uh, Easter to buy myself some of that Reese's. Just not impressed at all. I was not impressed with a little bit of chocolate on my hands. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, I'll lick it would off. You, would you rather have the solid chocolate bunny? No. no. What about the hollow chocolate bunny? I actually, I think I I like uh, sweet tarts. I think that's really good at Easter candy, especially the ones shaped like animals. Oh, I forgot about the animal ones. Yeah. The one, the animal ones are the best ones. Like they're a little bit larger than regular sweet tarts, yep. and you, they're cheap. You well, especially just, after Easter. Yeah. So you can just like get a shit ton of sweet tarts. Dude, what are those uh, those chewy candies that Jake Tom keeps bringing around that are terrible? Now and later's? The, wait, no, or the other one. The bad ones. Oh, the like uh, the chewy, chewy Starburst or something? Are they Starburst or Sprees? I think they're Starburst. Gummy Starburst. Oh, yeah. No, those are terrible. I don't want that. Those are garbage. I like regular Starburst. Yeah. I don't know. That's the best movie theater candy. Do they still make Smarties? Are those still a thing? I think so. Okay, I don't know. Those are always. Like I don't quote candy. me on that. I yeah. They they might just be selling stock from a couple decades ago. Still, well, I know. don't think Smarties go bad. <laughs> Unless there's some moisture, they probably go bad. So, uh, did you ever do the thing uh, when you were a kid where like uh, the adults would get you an Easter basket? Yeah, and it had like you know candy and toys, like little knickknacks in it. It was just candy. Yeah. Why the fuck did they put that shitty Easter grass in there? It's just, it was always a bad idea. It gets everywhere. It sticks to the candy. Well, the thing is, as a kid, you don't have to deal with that. Like, it being a mess for everything. <laughs> it's just looking back, it's like, yeah, that's just a mistake. Because, yeah, it just goes everywhere. But on the other hand, though, like, it pads the basket to make the basket look more full than it was. Yeah, but you're, then get a smaller basket. <laughs> Yeah, like actually, instead of hiding Easter candy juice for me, my family, it was hide the Easter basket. So just be somewhere in the fucking house yep. and find your basket, not one of your brothers. Find your basket. Uh, my uh, my Easter this year, like my parents got back from South Dakota, and they they gave me a call because we uh, we brewed we brewed three beers on Saturday, and then recorded six episodes of Homebrew Bound on Saturday as well. Yeah, and then played board games and got drunk. Best Easter ever. Uh, then that was the day before Easter, Casey. I don't know. Easter seems like a weekend. <laughs> There's like a Good Friday. Why can't it be Easter Saturday? Uh, anyway, 
Uh, then, you know, I went over to my parents' place uh, before I went to go see Ready, Ready Player One. And my Easter basket this year consisted of a massive bag of pistachios and a pair of socks. Ooh, a pair of socks. I know, right? I was and so pistachios excited. are also good, but yeah. yeah. It was amazing. No, I got to buy socks off Amazon. Like, because I just, my, I, what happens is I have like a sock drawer and slowly or as the year goes by, I get smaller and smaller as I either lose socks or I just tear holes with it well, as I rip, try to put my I feet went, in them. I went through uh, today or yesterday. Man, we're getting old because we're talking about yeah. socks. Anyway, uh, I, I went through my, my sock drawer yesterday and pulled out. Any sock that was like starting to get thread, you know, thread worn or had holes in it, I am down to like fifteen pairs of socks <laughs> again, which is a reasonable number of socks. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't close my sock drawer; there were so many socks in it. And I just never got rid of them. Like, yeah, they just go back in the drawer. Getting well, rid of them I have two like drawers for socks, though, just because I have two different colors of socks. I got the white and I got the black ones. And the black one, I have like five. Pairs. You don't have any fun pairs of socks? No. No, I don't. Why don't you have fun? I got BB-8 socks. I got I got rocket ship socks. That sounds like something I, got, I don't want. What? Why wouldn't you want rocket ship socks? It's hard enough, Casey, finding socks that like I can get my feet in, all right? <laughs> Which is why I need to go on Amazon, because I'm sure they have like larger size socks. No, nah, man, you got to get some rocket ship socks. No. All right. So, oh, uh, played some PUBG last night. Before you How was that? Uh, you, well, you were there, Casey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Well, until your computer crashed, but that we played with uh, Tyler, and that was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played some uh, PUBG. I opened a crate that I didn't. And apparently, I got a crate that did not require a key, and I got this shitty shirt. But that, that was it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like uh, their. If I pay money for a game, I don't want to have to like worry about like crates like that. Well, so you earn the crates, which is fine. Well, as actually, long as well, also it looks like the price for my second crate went up like double. To buy a night, a second, my second crate would be fourteen hundred compared to like the seven hundred I well, spent so, on the first one. Like so, here here's the thing. I don't mind having to earn in-game currency to buy a crate. I get that that's fine, and I get that people can spend real-world money on the crates. What I don't like is the key aspect, where you can only open it if you have the key. If it was a free-to-play game... Or you buy the key. All right. I could understand it a little bit then. But it's not a free-to-play game. No. I spent money on this game. Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, it's... And, in, like, the things are purely cosmetic, and they don't... Okay, and you switch out of them immediately anyway. Well, just because often you're trying to get this equipment on the floor, and you can't get to it because there's clothes in the way. So you yeah. gotta... And you're just equipping this clothes that are on the ground just so you can reach the guns and the ammo underneath it. Yeah. Alright, um, yeah, I don't know, PUBG, it's it's a weird game. I'm trying to think, what if, oh, so I saw Ready Player One last weekend. Mentioned How was that? It? I really enjoyed it. I wish Matt was here, because he's also seen it. He said uh, it was alright. Yeah, he said it was alright. If you go in, uh, it, I mean, it's different enough from the book, where it's very enjoyable, because thinking on it, like, shooting some of the, some of the, like, the key challenges from the book would have been impossible straight up impossible did it have joust nope well i don't care then no so key one is not uh doesn't have anything to do with D or joust that's stupid right key two has nothing to do with a well nothing to do with quoting a movie 
And yeah. nothing to do with war games. That's unfortunate. Uh, and Key 3 is somewhat similar to what it was in the book. But, I mean, everything's more condensed, but it is what it is. They're, uh, I think I talked about this on Soundwave, but uh, they're adapting his Armada novel next, uh, I think, Universal Studios is. But the problem is Universal Studios is right now also trying to start production on uh, a remake of The Last Starfighter. So the these are very similar themed movies that are, they're working mm-hmm. on then from the same studio. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I never finished Armada though, but I did. Uh, I have well, watched. Well, so our, Last Armada wasn't great. Uh, Ernest Klein learned the wrong wrong things from Ready Player One. It was like, oh, just keep, have all these references in there. That's what I. That is that's what I should what you, do. No, like Ready Player One. It was fun because it was unique, and Armada was just kind of more of the same. I mean, I finished it, and it was fine. I did not finish it. I'm pretty sure, like, there's the hardcover was, like, right by my bed still. Yeah, I bought it. And my stack of books that I, like, I either have read or haven't read. Wait, your stack of books contains both read and haven't read? That's a stupid stack. Oh, Casey, I ran off space for books in my room, so there's just stacks of them. Um, and the, there's because my bookshelves are full. Something for a good old book burning, I guess. And I don't know. I don't know if I could do that to my babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that's why I moved to digital. Digital is so much. You no, know, yeah, I I do buy a lot more books on digital nowadays. Yeah. I like I'm just out of shelf space. The only things I don't buy digitally are cookbooks. And like when I buy digital, like I'll like hey, I'll try this out. Or I'll try this out. Like, I'll just, like, try different types of books that mm-hmm. I normally wouldn't buy a hardcover of. Because I generally buy hardcover because if you're going on Amazon, it's not exactly a lot more expensive. Yeah. It's like well, a couple and they're, dollars. they're nicer. Yeah. They last a little bit longer. I miss the days of being able to go to, like, a used bookstore. You can still go to used uh, bookstores. Yeah, but, like, there's not as many of them. There's, there's still half-price books. and Yeah. I don't know. I've already rated that one a couple times, and I... When was the think. last time you were there? It's been a while. Then you it's on my way though. Again. Or like also I oh, yeah, also no, it's in a, Maple, and also regular bookstores. Regular bookstores, but like Barnes and Noble. If you go in there, it's just so much more expensive compared to like because when I buy books, I don't buy just one book. I buy like five or six books. If I go to a Barnes and Noble, that gets expensive. Yeah, it does. Or I could just order all those same books off Amazon, for, and it total, ends up being like half the price. So like it's. Not great. But I used to always, uh, they used to have a Borders nearby in uh, Woodbury. Used to go there all the time. Borders was fun. Yeah. But those are all closed. Are Barnes and Nobles all closed yet? No, they're still there. Did they ever, like, do their thing where they're going to, like, have craft beer in them? <laughs> I think they. that's, like, an experiment that they're running. I don't think they're. No, that was an experiment that they were running, like, four years ago. We covered it on the show. I don't think it was four years ago, but yeah, I don't know. It, I don't think it was a wee bit. Of I don't time. think it went anywhere. All right, um, we should try some beer. Well, let me finish this then. All right. Well, while you're finishing that, I will. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You could open the next beer. So wait, I is could. it? Uh, if I was gonna let you do that. Is this the one that we're drinking? Yeah. What's it called? It's the Jardinier. The, the Jardin. Yeah, Jardinier. Jardinier. That's definitely how you're pronouncing it. It's not pronounced any other way. Hang on. I gotta... Uh, it's a uh, brewery beer. From the brewery. That's what I said. 
You said a brewery beer. Fine, it's the brewery beer. No, it's a brewery beer. Yeah, it's a brewery beer from the brewery. That's what we both said things that are accurate, Casey. Uh, you know, I'm sick and tired of your nonsense. Uh, and this is the lowest ABV. So we have a we have a stock of. Oh no. <gasps> Does it, it need to be screwed in more? I don't know if that's gonna fix it because well, it's gonna have to be screwed in any like more to get it make it usable. But the the wood started giving way. Oh yeah, it just needs to be retapped here. Uh, we we have a stockpile of brewery beers that we're gonna be trying over the next few weeks. Um, but this one was the lowest ABV, and because it's the only, it's only the two of us, and we need to drink the beer on the show. It is a Belgian style. All right, fixed it. Is it? Is it really fixed? Carlos, yeah. how the fuck did you pour that beer? Were you just like, I'm going to pour this the hardest I can into a glass? That was definitely my strategy. That's why I have a lot of foam. Like, hold that up to your camera or my camera. There's a little bit of foam in there. Jeez. There's nothing but foam in that glass. uh, Yeah, there's a lot of air in there right now. You know what I'm kind of impressed with? I've poured beers over this laptop for six years now. And I haven't spilled beer on it yet. Yeah, please don't do that in the next three months. Because I need that laptop now for my class. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not concerned about me being on a laptop. Well, I mean, granted, it just means that it, I have this really difficult thing where I have to use lab computers at the campus. Oh, so you actually have to go places? Three days of the week I'd have to do that. Couldn't you not use the Mac Mini? I don't. It's, I have enough issues getting stuff to run on the laptop. I don't want to try the Mac Mini. Hey, man, this thing like it. It has four. No, I think it actually has eight gigs of RAM in it. I thought it was like six or f- four or six. I think it's it four. has eight. Oh, really? Yep, eight gigs of RAM. Uh, it does only have a two point six uh, i five. So processing's not great on it, but it is you know a twenty fourteen Retina Pro. So yeah. Top the line for a long time ago. Four years. A number of years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it was top of the line at the time it came out. Well, no, it was never top of the line. It was mid. Yeah. Like, it's an i5, not an i7. But I can't look a gift uh, laptop in the mouth when I right. need it. All right. So this is from the brewery. Uh, it's a Belgian-style uh, pale ale that's hoppy, refreshing, thirst-quenching, and below 5%. It is a brewery beer, is what it says. I'm going to look it up on uh, the brewery website while you're trying that. You know, I really like a lot of their beers. Uh, we had uh, Share This Coffee. We've had that on the show, and we we uh, drank another one last weekend. Really good stuff. Um, the Share This Mole is also really good. Uh, this is part of the, uh, the, the Famille Rue. No, uh, yes, indeed, I am 21. But thank you. Uh, they also have a brewery on the East Coast now. Really? Yep. Yeah, in Virginia. I have a coworker. Who, you mean they have a, the brewery on the yes. East Coast? I just thought I should uh, point that out. I'm. Uh, what's the date on this bottle? Do you know? Uh, let's see if I can find it. 
All right. Well, uh, I cannot find it. Okay, I'm gonna go into 2017 and see if it's there. I'm just trying to find their beers. Oh, our beers. Here we go. Wait, does this say 11, 12, 15? Is it a 2015? That can't be right. That can't be right. 11, 12. I mean, it could be right. 15. So, fun fact these beers were bought in Las Vegas. Yeah, this is a 11, 12, 15. Is what says in the bottle. Well, hey. All right. So, this is a 2015 uh, Jardinet. Well, I hope it's supposed to taste like this then. Jardinier? Jardinet? I don't understand how to say things, and I get... So, Homebrew Bound, I get yelled at a lot for not pronouncing things properly. You just have to tell them that it's you've heard it both ways, and then your problem solved. Oh, there we go. So, this is a year-round from the brewery. All right. Jardinier, which is French for gardener. So, maybe it's Jardinier, which is French for gardener. Was inspired by the fresh, or maybe it's, maybe it's pronounced beers. Yardner. Often found in the Belgian dude. Maybe it's a Yardner. Bright and flavorful with an assertive hop character, uh, Yardner is the perfect beer for any occasion, casual or ornate. So, dude, I'm going to Belgium in six weeks. Yeah. Or you can get some waffles there. I'm going to get waffles. I'm going to get French fries, and I'm going to Cantillon. Which is the only 100-year-old Lambic brewery in the world. Oh, yeah? Over 100 years. They were, they were, like, established in, like, 1901 or something. Well, try not to drink them dry. I, you know, Carlos, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try not to, but I can't make any promises. <laughs> My gut will hate me the next day, though. I'm sure it will. Like, yeah, it's going to be terrible. So, uh... I guess I could start out with what I think. It's actually uh, not bad. Uh, like sometimes, I don't know, like sometimes with Belgian styles, like it's, they're all over the place sometimes, like where you're going to come off with yeah. the Belgian flavor, but uh, it's actually kind of light, I think. What what kind of flavors do you get? So last, on the last episode, we did the off flavors, and I'm, I'm guessing you're not picking up any of those. No, at least not any that like are like jumping out at me. Yep. Uh, so what what other flavors are you picking up? I'm I don't know like it's like I know it's the Belgian flavor like the one I'm used to but it's like kind of hard to describe that. Like I know it's like some sort of uh, I get like floral a, type. Like, of, I get I get like uh, a floral peppery yeah. on the nose. Like uh, like I get, get a little bit of that floral on like my tongue, but like I can't quite describe. And it's kind it's, of it's a, a little uh I like. A little bit of citrus sweetness. Yeah. Well, yeah, but flavor-wise, uh, pepper um, and, like, some other spices are in there. It's pretty good for, like, being from 2015. Uh, this is very good for being from 2015. Yeah. Brewery beers, sit on them. They will be happy. I'm surprised, though, like, for it being a pale ale that, like, it's lasted It's not long. a pale ale. Uh, it's not actually a pale ale? It's, well, it's a Belgian pale ale. Slightly different. Oh, so like we don't you don't have to worry about it going bad like with the regular pale. Yeah, yeah, not like so. American pale ales, you're looking for those bright hop characters. Belgian pale ale, you're looking for that like you're still looking for some hop character, but you want also like that Belgian yeast character. Yeah. Um, and this one, like, I don't get a whole lot of hops. There's some bitterness there, 
but the hop and also the hops hasn't turned to that dirty socks bad cheese yeah that we tried last week because it wasn't old hops going in they're just you know old hops in there now and they've kind of dropped out uh and the belgian character has come more forward yeah this is a beer that i could drink a lot of and i don't particularly like uh so i i think what it is with belgian beers is i don't like the like the bubble gum yeah banana like that like banana clove bubble gum like that kind of belgian like the ones that are closer to the hefeweizens than yeah like it, where they get a little too heavy with those flavors yep yeah, this is a. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's good, incredibly very easy dry. It's five percent, which is delightful. It it doesn't quench any thirst. No, it does not. <laughs> it is very dry. It's ridiculously dry. But it's good. All right, give me a give me a number. I am going to give this. That was a mistake. Carlos, you are... What? Okay, hang on. You've made, like, a crown of foam at the... Like, there's a a sculpture. Does that mean something? It's just, like, a strategy, Casey. Like, I wanted to do this. All right, Carlos, Carlos, rub your nose. Put it around the top. What? So if you rub your nose, and then you just take your finger, and you, like, you make a little swirl around the top, it'll kill the head really quickly. That sounds like bullshit, Casey. I, I guarantee it'll work. This is just a stupid thing you're <laughs> no, trying to make no, no, me do no. on the show. I, no, it's it. Uh, so the oils from uh, from your skin uh, kill head. No, but, it's 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 literally something we've talked about in Homebrew Bound, and we've used. Okay, yeah, I see that you use your middle finger. No, no, Carlos, don't worry. Not on the rim of the glass, on the fucking foam. Oh, on the I have the fo- you said on the top of the glass. Yeah, no, on the top of the foam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, now that you're ripping your glass use, with face oil. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it'll start to uh, at least it does it in nor- any normal foamy beer with <laughs> this shit. I don't know. Like you've made play-doh. <laughs> well, anyways, when it comes to my score, I'm gonna give it a an eight because it's a very good uh, Belgian style. I really enjoy it. Yeah, uh, a little foamy for my tastes, but aside well, from that, I feel like that's your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I will also give this an eight. This is a really good beer, and it falls into my sessionable category under five percent. And any beer under there automatically goes up a point. Oh yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to promote sessionability and responsibility for beer drinkers. Well, do you are you going to deduct points for something that's like ridiculously alcoholic? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe you should then. If you're gonna do it one way, yeah. No, I'm just I'm trying to yeah. promote one thing. We already have a bunch of the high alcohol yeah. things. It's like uh, a couple years ago when we were chasing like the high IBUs when everything was like, oh, this is 102 IBUs. This is 104 IBUs. This is 140 IBUs. Nobody gives a shit. After 100 IBUs, your palate can't detect a difference anyway. I just never cared in the first place, and that helped me a lot. Well, you know, if I didn't care, we wouldn't have a show. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I didn't really care. I just didn't care how many IBU something yeah. had. And now the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. When Florida police made a 
Oh wait, hang on. We're having some. Well, Did no. you just delete your notes, Casey? Well, no. I'm. I'm sorry. I was looking at things, and that it was saying we were dropping frames, and then I looked at this, and we're not. So, Casey, stop dropping frames. Dude, I'm just making sure that everything's happy. Okay. <laughs> Are you it's recording? A whole situation. Are you recording today? Yeah. No, I, I got know, that yeah. going. <laughs> I saw that. I got that. Yeah. We got that over there. Uh, but see, now this is. Uh, like, I think we may be having internet issues on our end. Oh, no. Which just might be a whole sitch. Maybe it's somebody else's having internet problems. Well, I mean, like, having internet issues with a live stream is no bueno. No, yeah, it's not great. Okay, all right. No, we're, we're good again. All right, it looks like we had a bit of a hiccup. I'm sorry for any live viewers or... I'll be watching the video stream after this. It might get a little choppy before this, so... I apologize. I can't. I can't control my ISP. No, you can't. All right. Anyway, we're doing news. Uh, when Florida police made a traffic stop, the driver told them she didn't know anything about the cocaine that they found in her purse, and that it must have flown in through the window. That's a likely story. Yeah, I've heard about it happening before. Like cocaine will just you leave your window it open, just and it just flies, flies right in. in. It's just and goes right in your purse. Some like good, the, happy cocaine. Well, because like an environment like a purse is like it's a perfect uh, sleeping ground for uh, cocaine. A purse? Yeah. Well, I mean that's how it breeds more cocaine. I'm pretty sure that's where yeah. cocaine comes from. Is from purses. It, they fly in a purse. They spawn. And then it flies out into other purses through other windows. Yeah, no, they're kind of like mold. It's not like mold at all, Casey. What? How is that not like mold? Because it's not asexual. What? Oh, wait. <laughs> so cocaine has to mate with other cocaine? Yes. Or with another drug? Like... <laughs> it's not good to... It's, it's very bad when it starts uh, <laughs> breeding with other uh, drugs. <laughs> you don't want that. Let's say... Carlos, you took this in a really weird spot, man. <laughs> You're the one that converted to mold. Yeah, and you're the one who was like, no, 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 no. It does not reproduce asexually. You could have just gone along with mold. I'm sorry. I think we went bad when we started agreeing with the whole it flies through windows. Well, okay. Um, oh, Kenesia Posey, age 26, was one of the two passengers in a car that was swerving in the roadway when it was stopped by Fort Pierce police on March 21st. When officers approached the vehicle, they smelled marijuana. During a search of the car, they found cocaine and marijuana in separate bags. They were separate. Did uh, the marijuana fly into during the, um, Inside a purse Posey had on her lap. Police, uh, Posey admitted the marijuana was hers, but denied having cocaine. I don't know anything about any cocaine. It's a windy day. It must have thrown in through the window into my purse, said Posey. Uh, Posey was arrested and taken to uh, the county jail where she was booked on one felony count of cocaine possession and a misdemeanor count of marijuana possession. So, yeah, just don't put the cocaine in your purse. Or maybe don't drive around with your windows down. Well, no, if she didn't drive around with her windows down, she wouldn't have had the excuse that the cocaine flew in from the window. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's that good of an excuse that you just got to drive with your windows down. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? I don't understand why you wouldn't. Yeah, she's clearly going to get out of this with that excuse. I think so. All right, Carlos. Yeah? NASA has two teams of researchers working to design a robotic bee that can fly on Mars. All right. The space agency has announced the project on March 30th, and it's in its early stages, but the idea is to replace modern rovers, like Curiosity, 
um, which are slow, bulky, and very expensive, with swarms of censored-studded, fast-moving microbots that can cover much more ground at a relatively low cost. Literally called Mars Bees, the little bots are flapping wing flyers of a bumblebee size with cicada-sized wings. Oh, so they're pretty good size then. Yeah. Yeah, cicada, like, that's a pretty big bug, right? Like... I mean, when you started like going for like four feet, no, like, that mean, was a little no, bit I much. Know, I know. I I was I was bringing it back. Here. All right. Like I, I went for the exaggeration. It's like, but it right. compared to a bumblebee size, yeah, like a cicada size. Like so, if your bumblebee is like this, your cicada's way out here. Maybe they should just call them like uh, Mars cicadas because when you start calling them Mars bees, people don't like bees. A Although Mars-cada. on the other hand, though, people might be a fan of sending bees to Mars because it gets them off Earth. Oh, no, Carlos, we need more bees on Earth. Bees are good. Well, bees how, really, good. Why doesn't NASA release some bees on Earth then? Because these are robo bees. <laughs> robo bees are not real bees. I know. We that. need bumblebees. <laughs> are you sure you don't want more wasps instead? No, fuck wasps. Because we could always use more wasps. Wasps and African killer bees, bad. Yeah. Bumblebees, good. Yeah, I am well aware of how much wasps are not great. Dude, I'm still mad at that wasp that stung me on my birthday. Well, Casey, maybe if we didn't have a shed that like has all is full. Carlos, of holes. I wasn't near the shed. I literally walked out my door yeah. and got stung by a bee on the way to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, that's what wasps do. They're dicks. It was shitty, <laughs> but then we got big beers and it made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. F- fast-moving microbots uh, that can cover much more ground than relatively at a relatively low cost. Literally called Mars bees, yada, yada, yada. Uh, one reason this idea is at all feasible is Mars's low gravity. The planet has just one-third of Earth's gravitational pull, offering Mars bees an advantage despite the at- thin as- atmosphere. Um, these bees will not only map the Martian terrain, but also collect samples of the planet's thin air in hopes of finding methane gas, a possible sign of life. Mars's, uh, or NASA's Curiosity rover has detected low levels of the gas previously, uh, though whether it was biologically produced is unknown. Flapping wing bots are pretty uncommon on Earth, uh, the, NASA, the NASA statement noted, because rotary wing bots, like quadcopters, are much more popular, and it makes, it makes more sense in our gravity to have, like, the helicopter-style uh, rotor. Just because of how lift works. Yeah. Um, But the flapping wing design allows the team to integrate certain low-power, highly efficient technologies that will be important to the Red Planet, where the bots will have to return regularly to their home base to recharge. I'm surprised, though, like, they can still get wings to go worth, because I'm I'm pretty sure, like, the air is still thin there. But the gravity is so low. Yeah. So they have a lot less drag. That's true. Yeah. But there's only so much the wing can hold on to, though, on the other hand. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a trade-off, uh, but if it's low power and they can do some more gliding that way, yeah, that would be really helpful. And NASA knows what they're doing. They got smart people on it. Yeah. And we just have drunks on this show, yeah. so I'm going to go with NASA. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised that Dude, I got into an argument with, uh, with Rick the other day. Yeah. About how awesome NASA was. Got into an argument about it? Yeah. He said SpaceX was better. It's they're different things. At this That's point. what I said. Like NASA has done so much, it's just that they've never gone. Like they haven't had the funding that really needed since you know the the moon. moon. So, and that's not on them. Like they still have done good work, but 
I think the 50th anniversary of the moon landing is next year. It might be. Yeah. Because uh, a- 2001 was this year. It was recently uh, anniversary of the Hubble telescope and uh, for uh, the uh, the pillars of creation. I don't know if you remember that uh, amazing like Hubble image, like yep. where they did. So they did like a newer version of it, and it was it was still yeah. great. It's oh, still yeah. like an amazing picture. Yep, I just checked it. It is next year right. in July. All right. So we need to have a big party for that. We should have it on the moon. Uh, I figured we'd just have a moon landing viewing party, but sure. <laughs> We can try to get to the moon. Yeah. That's in our budget. Yeah. Definitely All right. Everyone start donating to Patreon right now. We're going to need a lot BNS of money. is going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to like bump up that number a lot. Like <laughs> We'd have to settle for just playing music that is about the moon. In Or that millions. mentions the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So that is yeah. So they also have uh, like a, they have a team at the University of Alabama and uh, a Japanese team uh, working on it. So they're gonna get some. We're gonna get some bees on Mars. What you know? What kind of robots I want on Mars? I want the robots that fight each other in arenas. Well, how, how does that help anybody? Because think how much money you can raise by having events. This is a robot war. Is that was it? Robot wars. Yeah. Have Robot Wars Did you on watch Mars. the reboot of Robot Wars? I never did, no. It was really good. It was quite enjoyable. I know, but like having Robot Wars on Mars, you could, NASA could raise a lot of money with that. Well, I mean, maybe, I guess. Just think about how large a robot you could like make with low... Because uh, the square cube law is not going to be as bad with the uh, lower gravity. You could make some large robots. Do you think Jamie Heineman can make one that would get banned again? Uh, depends. Is it going to have a mustache anywhere near as great as his? Uh, well, the first one that he got banned didn't. So well, then it'll you you heard fine. about that, right? What what? How did it was it like Blendo Bot or something, and it was just like it was a big dome, a big steel dome with a blade on it <laughs> that just spun really fast, <laughs> and like it was so low to the ground that nobody could get under it. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, that's not the first time that's been done. Yeah, but it was the first. It actually was the first time that it had really? been done. Yeah, was it? Oh, was it like it in was the back old- in the nineties? Oh, all right. Yeah. Then I probably did see that. Yeah, because I watched a shit ton of Robot Wars back in the day. Yeah, and uh, Grant Imahara was on their team. And man, like, uh, just like, uh, but there's always the classic robot that was just like the ramp, and then it had the the uh, just the oh the wedge bots. Yeah. Yeah, no, so the cool thing about uh, the new version of Robot Wars, and this is a bit of a tangent, but that seems to be what every episode that is just us two yeah. on it is. Uh, the, the cool thing about the new Robot Wars is they did, before, before like the show aired, they did profiles on each one, so you could go through and look at, you know, what their weapons were and stuff like that, and, like, how experienced the teams were. And all all of that information, and then they would give you the bracket of how they were, you know, so you could do like a March Madness style thing. How do you feel about the Judge Bots? Which ones are the Judge Bots? Oh, they for Robot Wars, they they had uh, Judge Bots that would, everyone saw come out on the floor in the middle of matches. I don't know what the re- requirements were. So, like you'd have like this giant bot that had a flamethrower that would like just start trying to take out other robots. So. Flamethrowers aren't that effective. Anymore. No, no, but it was impressive looking. 
Yeah. It was useless yeah. against the robots. But so the the cool thing about the new one is they had drones flying in the uh yeah. in the ring for videotaping. Also they allowed the bots to have subbots and some of the subbots were drones. <laughs> so the 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 large bot would launch a drone with like a net. You know, they should have had like drones that just launched corn syrup at the other robots. That would have been a dick move, but very useful. I don't like I I read the PDF of the rules. I don't know if corn syrup was specifically disallowed. <laughs> just some corn syrup so and uh just it, it gum got, up the just like drop like a uh, paintballs full of corn syrup. It got it got really controversial uh the first season. There was this bot uh, I want to say it was called Raptor or something, and it like it went in and it was carrying a box that had, that was wrapped up like a present and had a bow on it. And when when the when the enemy bot hit it, it just released a net, <laughs> and it got all tangled up and couldn't go anywhere. Well, that's just great. It was amazing, but everyone was pissed, and like that bot became the enemy bot for because like apparently in the old Robot Wars, uh, nets were against the rules. But they didn't fix that. The, no, they uh, like so they said nets were against the rules, and like so it was just you know like everyone was going off the old rules. But in the new rules, it didn't specifically say that nets were against the rules. Well, then he was our. He was in his oh right. yeah, 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 but he was still viewed as the villain. <laughs> I think it was well played on his part, one hundred percent. And it was a surprise; it was in a box. Yeah. All right, uh, we're talking about oh, a hundred and fifteen year old hot cross bun is to be passed to the next generation as part of a decades old family tradition. Uh, Sue Halford's grandfather was first given the bun at Easter in nineteen o three, and it has remained in the family ever since. She said it was intended to bring good health and fortune and was in good condition despite being a bit hard. It was given to her 30 years ago by her grandmother and she will now pass it or pass the heirloom to her grandson, Noah. So when it was first uh, when it was first made, do you think it was one a penny or two a penny? So what the f- So here here was my thing. I don't know what a hot cross bun is. I'm pretty sure it's like a honey bun of some sort. It is not a honey bun. It's not? No. Ooh. So, uh, it is actually an Easter pastry. That's it? Yeah, well, so a hot cross bun is a spiced sweet bun made with currants or raisins marked with a cross on the top traditionally eaten on Good Friday in the British Isles. That sounds disgusting. Australia, Canada, New Zealand. Raisins. Yeah, Yeah, no, so like it's it's not us, like it's not honey. It's just a bun with a cross on it. Yeah, no, like that makes the song far worse. They, maybe they should teach elementary school something else to play on the recorder. <laughs> hot cross buns. God. Hot cross buns. <laughs> could probably, if I had a recorder, probably could still play that. <laughs> well, it's just the first three. Yeah, it's just the first three. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Boop, 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 yeah, boop, 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 You don't boop, have, boop, I'm sure everybody boop, knows, you don't have to, you don't have to go through the entire <laughs> doing it with just the beeping sound yourself. I thought I thought it needed to be done. It did not. I needed to show off my musical talent. You did not. <laughs> um, Mrs. Halford from Odeby in Leicester said the fascinating thing about it is that you can still see the indentation of the crust on the top of the bun. Although the currants have perished, there is a current stalk still attached to it. 
They should do a. This like, is really stale bread. I know. I think that every generation be, should be forced to take a have like a bite size out of the uh, hot cross bun. No, they don't hate their children. No, no, because every, every generation knows though that the next generation is going to have it worse, <laughs> and that'll help. Will it help though? Well, I mean, oh uh, no, I pulled the Carlos. No. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of foam in your glass right now. That's what you get for thinking about hot cross buns. That's okay. I went and rubbed my nose and made the big bubbles, so it'll go away quickly. I'm sure it will. Yours did. Uh, well, there's also time that passed, so like. It's well, yeah, not... but it went away faster than it would have. I don't know, Casey. We didn't have a. Uh, I didn't have uh, two samples you, you, to yeah, pair at the same you time. You didn't have the. You know what? I'm sick and tired of your bad attitude all the time. Starbucks Corporation and other coffee sellers must put a cancer warning on coffee sold in California, a Los Angeles judge has ruled, possibly exposing the companies to millions of dollars in fines. A little-known not-for-profit group sued some 90 coffee retailers, including Starbucks, on grounds that they were violating a California law requiring companies to warn consumers of chemicals in their products that could cause cancer. Immediately, this sounds like bullshit. Yeah. Uh, one of those chemicals is acry- acrylamide, a byproduct of roasting coffee beans that is present in high levels in brewed coffee. Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Elu Burrell said in a decision dated Wednesday that Starbucks and other companies failed to show that there was no significant risk from a carcinogen produced in the coffee roasting process. Now, we got to stop here. If they're if every coffee Carlos, business is doing that, Carlos, look at that. That is already gone. If every coffee business is having this issue, I'm pretty sure that every like it's going to be every coffee bean that people are making at home too. Like I don't think it uh it matters. I think what they should be trying to say is like coffee is going to give you cancer. That's what they should be trying to do, and like not just go after. Uh, I don't know. I think no. It's I I, yeah. I completely agree. So this entire thing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to read this. Into, I'm just going to kind of summarize because we're already in an hour. We have a discussion topic to go here. Um, so basically, because like this has been going on since uh, 20, 2010 is when the, this lawsuit was first filed. Um, and basically, that chemical is in roasted coffee beans. Yeah, but it's not in a high enough concentration to do anything. Yeah. I mean, you look hard enough, and you can find bad things in a lot of things. I'm sure there's a lot of it within a couple of feet of me. Well, I mean, apple seeds have cyanide in them. Yeah. You know how many apple seeds you have to eat to die? All of them. Three. No, four. All of the oh, apple all right. seeds. All literally of them? all of them. All right. Well, probably not literally all of them, but... So, like, five, then? Figuratively, all of them. Okay. Seven, then. You'd have to eat, like, a bushel's worth of apple seeds. How many apples are in a bushel? I don't know. I, I, I. Many apples. Fifty. I'm gonna go. Right. Hey, how many? How many apple seeds? Well, no, no. You can't. You gotta do apples. Do I don't want to know how many you. apple seeds. How many apple seeds to kill a dog? That's the first thing that pops well, up. <laughs> right. That's. <laughs> let's find that out. No. That's important information to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. All right. Here's how many apple cores it would take to poison you. No, you can't... I hate it when they do this. 
So that that's that's the title of the article. Yeah. And then there's an entire article that doesn't give me a. Yeah, because it's just clickbait, Casey, and you fell for clickbait. How's it feel, Casey? Pretty bad. I... Yeah, I know. It's really all your fault for trying to trust the internet for anything. Let that be a lesson to our listeners. Don't trust us. Don't trust anything on the internet. The Britannica can't can't lie to me, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it could. Oh, several thousand. Cores or just seeds? Seeds. So that's like seven apples then. No, there's like ten seeds in an apple. <laughs> so like ten apples. That's a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so a few more than that. Yeah. In a short amount of time. <laughs> It'd be pretty difficult. <laughs> you'd have to be shoveling in the uh, apple seeds. I'm pretty sure you'd have a different problem first. Right? <laughs> Your stomach would burst before you could eat enough apples to kill you. <laughs> and you have to eat those like core and all. So even the bad part of the apple. You don't want that. Now, if it was just the seeds, that's one thing. Well, the apple core is all woody and gross. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what were we talking about? I think uh, we were finishing up the apples. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this... Uh, oh, it's, it's coffee beans. This coffee beans thing. So they're, they're calling for fines as large as $2,500 per person for every exposure to the chemical since 2002. You see, they're just going to lose this the second you tell the public, all right, if you do this very stupid thing, you're just going to cause every coffee business to go out of business, and then you're just going to cause the world to fall apart. Well, but at the same time, if I get $2,500 for every cup no, of coffee oh, that no. I've had since... No, you don't, because everybody has so, had so much coffee that you will get like $10 tops. No, it's $2,500 per person for every exposure. No, no, you don't. They can't afford that. You'll get ten you get the court settlement of like ten dollars tops. But I don't want ten dollars. I want twenty five hundred dollars per coffee. You get ten dollars and you never get to get coffee at another place again. I do not like this plan. <laughs> it's not a good plan. I need my coffee. Yeah. Jake Tom got a new coffee machine and couldn't figure out how to work it. Did he have to press a button? Yes. <laughs> uh and he was like, I'm gonna return this because this coffee machine doesn't work. And so I was like, dude, no, it works fine. Here's how to do it. And I came in the next day, and he didn't make coffee, and I just about killed him. <laughs> and then I, I forced him to look at how the coffee was being made so he could make coffee when I got in the next day. <laughs> and then now I'm the bad guy in the office because I freaked about it, about there not being coffee. <laughs> I don't know. I think everybody should is within their right mind to freak about not having their caffeine. I agree. <laughs> I'm 100% in the right on that. All right. Is that the uh, news stories then? Well, we just hit another like down thing. on. We're having some internet issues today, and I do not enjoy it. That's unfortunate. Well, I mean, we might be okay. All right. I, I'm not entirely sure. I'll have to look at this stream afterwards. Anyway, yeah, that is the end of the news stories, and now we are on to our discussion. So on Thursday, it's International Day of Human Space Flight celebration thing. I don't know. It's it's this whole thing that the UN came up with in, like, 2004, 
where we celebrate, you know, human spaceflight and human innovation, basically. All right. So I would like to talk about what you think is the most significant uh, human innovation in the last 20 years and how it has changed the world. And then uh, I'd like to talk about what is something that you would like, that you think could happen in our lifetime and how it would change the world. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, start off with the thing that's changed the thing life the most in the last 20 years. Uh, just smartphones. I thought you were going to say the shake weight. No. Because that's right. what you were joking about earlier. No, that was a joke, but that like only was like around for a year as a joke. And mainly it was a joke on South Park. But anyways, uh, cell phones, just because, uh, or not just cell phones, I mean, but like smartphones. Just because the very way uh, they've just look, if you just look at how they change our pooping at Haps alone, there you go. Dude, I I don't know. What did I read before I smartphones? Like, I mean, you'd have to bring a book or make, which. And, and you I, don't want to leave like a book in like the bathroom. Well, I mean, I did bring a lot of books to the bathroom before, before I had a smartphone. I did not. I also kept a book in the bathroom before I had a smartphone. Oh, that's a little disgusting, having to keep a b- book in the bathroom for a long period of time. Or, like, some people, like, have, like, a magazine rack or something. Yeah. No. It was a thing that happened. Like, you have all this time, you have to do something with it. But now you have a start a smartphone where you just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, except now, like, there's shit particles all over the thing that you put next to your face. Except nobody makes phone calls anymore. Yeah, nobody, so. makes, <laughs> nobody makes phone calls anymore. <laughs> And you don't like lay like I like I at least I don't generally like put like right against my face. It's like I might tap it to my ear so like it so I make sure like it's steady or something. But besides from that, if I do have to talk on the phone, which is very rare, I don't know. It's just like and just having all this information like on hand at all times is very nice. Yeah, and there's so much you can do with it. Well, you have the entirety of human knowledge and history. At your fingertips within a moment's notice. Like, you could take your phone and listen to a podcast where they make dick jokes. Like this one. Like this one. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we've made a single dick joke. We have not entire, yet. Uh, I, we're not doing very good today. I'm sorry, everybody. We didn't yeah, make enough I'm, dick jokes. I, I'm a, I apologize. I don't know how to fix that without with it coming up organically now. Yeah, so there is, will just, this is be a dickless episode. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't know, like I think smartphones have changed a lot. Like, I like just think like just like the jump from like not having a smartphone to like having one like was pretty amazing. Well, and it's it's weird. So I didn't have a smartphone until until I got my iPhone 4s. So when did the iPhone 4s? I think I've only had one for five years. iPhone 4s came out in. I got too many things going on. Uh, 2011. Yeah. So it's been seven years since I or since I've had one. And yeah, like I I resisted for a while. Like, why would I need the internet on my phone? I know it's so dumb. I know, but like at the same time, like once you have one, like it's ridiculously useful. You're like, oh yeah, no. I why would I not need the internet on my yeah. phone? But, I mean, to be fair, like, early on, you could basically get email and... Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot else. Or, like, stripped-down versions of web pages. I know, but I think it's really changed how, like, people, like, what they do with their free time. 
or on their breaks or anything. Well, it's ha- it's changed how we consume content. You don't have downtime anymore. You're always connected. Like you have five minutes, watch a YouTube video or read an article yeah. or do something. There's- you don't like if you have like this downtime. Like if you're on a ten minute break, you don't have to do nothing. You can do something. Well, yeah, but at the same time, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think it's or a good don't thing. we know? Like, I don't think it's great. Like, I don't think there's any advantage of, like, having 10 minutes of just sitting there staring off into space. No, but when was the last time you struck up a conversation with somebody in, like, a line? In a line? Yeah. Never. Why would I do that? Wait, you've never struck up a conversation with no, people in No, I line? don't talk to people in lines. If I can help it. Even, like, long lines? Like... I don't know, back when we would do, like, uh, midnight movie uh, releases and stuff, I would always talk to the people in lines. Like, anytime I'm waiting in line, I talk to the people around me for an extended period of time. If it's, like, a grocery line, not necessarily, but... No, I have no reason to do that. That's ridiculous, Casey. It's called social interaction. You might meet... You might make a new friend. don't understand this social interaction that you're talking about. But you could make a friend. Is it something that my phone can do for me and I don't have to no, do? No, your phone cannot make friends. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a Tinder for friends. Facebook, do friends for me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Facebook, make my friends. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, on the other hand, like, you are able to be in touch with people, like, really easy. Yeah. And... No, I, I agree. Like, the, the constant access to the internet is... I right, granted, people have to be careful that they just don't spend like too much time on like social media and stuff. Find too much time. Like you're spend like I'd say if you spend more than thirty minutes on Facebook every day, that's a bit much. To find too much time again, yeah. <laughs> like, because like how do you how do you spend that much time on Facebook? That's also I have to interact with our fans. Yeah, but like that's too much time looking at what other people are doing. Across I have to interact with our fans. Granted, if I spend 30 minutes an entire month on Facebook, that's a lot. Carlos, but you're weird in the fact that you don't spend any time on Facebook. I hop on, check like the messages in a couple of our groups for various things, and that's it. Are you an admin on the BNS site? <sighs> on the, on the wait, BNS page? No, I am not. Like I don't think I can do anything on there. Okay. All right. No, because like I'd have to do stuff then. Yeah. But no, I'd, no. Uh, if if it wasn't for BNS, I would probably be off Facebook. Yeah. Because there's there's not a whole lot there anymore. It's just good for managing like our uh, some of our uh, Twitch stuff or like Twitch D and D. Yeah. Like, we well, a it's a good and... it's a good way to keep in touch with everybody and post up links and yeah. I don't know, but like anyways, yes. So my answer was smartphones. What's uh what's yours? What do you think? Uh, I mean, smartphones is really good. Yeah. Like that one is. It's kind of ridiculous, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, pay-at-the-pump gas stations. <laughs> that has changed things a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. When was the last time you went into a gas station to pay for gas? Well, I will if I'm go- planning on going to the gas station in the first place. I don't even do that. Oh, yeah? I will pay at the pump and then decide I need to go into the gas station. I don't know. Like I, I'm Sometimes I will do that. Sometimes it I has won't. been... Well, almost 10 years since I've paid for gas with, or somewhere not at the pump. Really? Yeah. Like, I have driven past places where I can't, like, I, I've pulled up to places where, like, you can't pay at the pump and then driven away to the next gas station. <laughs> 
And I, I literally did that, like, on my on my last trip up north. I was like, all right, I need to get gas. Oh, I can't pay at the pump? I'm leaving now. <laughs> and went up to the next one. I, it's, tra- it's changed how we travel. It's more of a impersonal experience because, I mean... Before, you like, you would have to go into, you know, the gas station. You see all, like, the, the kitschy things that they have in there. And... Have the people who like to buy a bunch of lottery t- scratch-off tickets. And then they're, they're at the one register. And they're sitting there. And they scratch them all. Turn in any winners. Buy for more, more. For more scratch-offs. As the line gets bigger and, you're and like, bigger. Yeah, I, I have another 10 hours to drive. Can I please <laughs> just pay for my gas and leave? It's definitely conven- uh, very convenient. No, but it, I I don't know it. Well, and it, it it it's not just that, but a lot of the things where like I mean like self checkouts at uh, the grocery store. Those are I get really annoyed with them. So sometimes. it depends on what I have in my cart. If I have a lot of prepackaged items, um, like just like a basket full, um, and no like fresh fruits or vegetables. And everything has a barcode, and there's lines at everything else. Well, like, my problem is, like, I'll have, like, a couple things, but, like, the thing is, like, when I start trying to place in the baking area, like, I start running out of room to keep it in the baking area. The baking area usually rotates. Yeah, but, like, there's only, I don't know. It, like, because, like, some of the things, like, were a little odd-shaped. Oh, okay. I don't know. I usually, like, overstuff. So I try to, like, get my sushi to, and, like, not have my sushi turned upside down or anything, or sideways. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, it's it's rough, uh, but at the same time, for for when you just have a couple of things and you don't want to wait in line, it's really nice. Yeah. Like I use it at uh, like Walmart and Target; they have them now too. And you just like bloop, done. So like I can go, you know, pick up a shirt or something. Yeah, like fifty percent of the time, I base it freezes. I have to it freezes up, and like I have to get help from uh, somebody oh. else. So I haven't had that problem. I've had the thing where. It'll well. I mean, like when I say I freeze up, but like it'll like it'll say, con- like please con get some help yep. from a person. Like yeah. it's just. Well, yeah, and like yeah, and it just becomes you- a hassle. Never buy anything organic, because I was like I I so I was buying jalapenos the other day, yeah, and I was like I just have like five jalapenos. I'm just gonna go through the self checkout. There's lines at everything else, and I go in and like there's organic jalapenos and jalapenos, and I accidentally hit organic jalapenos when I met jalapenos, and there's like a dollar per pound difference and i'm like this is ridiculous uh but organic ones they had to come over and like inspect it non-organic ones you don't have to (laughs) non-organic jalapenos so i mean that means there's no vegetable matter in there right well, no, it means like you you know what i mean like organic has doesn't mean organic anymore it's like literally doesn't mean literally. When I hear non organic jalapenos, I get a little worried. Like, is it just solid chemicals that aren't no, plant they're, matter? No, they're just GMO jalapenos. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that either. That's why I bought those instead of the ones that cost a dollar more because people who are worried about GMOs are dumb. <laughs> Sorry, listeners who are worried about GMOs. You're not dumb, you're smart. I'm going to eat the GMO product so I get the mutant superpowers. Well, also, there's no study that says GMOs are bad for you. There's not. Even, like, Bill Nye switched his tune when he actually researched GMOs. (laughs) I'm still upset that he was anti-GMO without researching it. Yeah. Like, come on, Bill Nye. You're Bill Nye. You're not supposed to do that shit. Oh, well. I know. Everyone makes mistakes. 
and Except Mr. Rogers. As a scientist, he can admit those. Well, Mr. Rogers was not a scientist. Mr. No. Rogers was. Well, I'm saying everybody. Uh, a sorry. beautiful, beautiful man. You said everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Did you know? Or that, I did. I said that. That said Mr. That. Rogers weighed the same weight yep. for his entire adult life. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read the uh, article that he did. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Well, because just like the kids like didn't have any change during the show. Well, yeah, he was like he or like he weighed exactly 143 pounds yeah. every day for his adult life. Well, like well for when he was doing the show for sure. But yeah, it was just like he would go to the gym. Yeah, and he'd weigh himself 143 pounds. I'm good to go. All right, here we go. Yeah. I'm Mr. Rogers. And well, that because like that way, like he doesn't change at all whenever they do, he does a show. And like whenever he starts the show, he does the same. He has the same routine. Well, and he he did the show until he was eighty something. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of crazy. That man was ridiculous. He had a routine down. I I can't. Get he might have been a little OCD about it. Actually, actually, Mister Rogers said that she's a mental health professional. <laughs> <laughs> like really actually thinking about it like the same routine that he has to do every, every day. day and he spends a lot of time in the land of make-believe well that's not so much ocd though no 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 but i mean maybe you know some dissociative personality disorders <laughs> and was mr mcfeely really real i don't even know which one that is that's the that's the speedy mailman I have no memories of him. How do you not know Mr. McFeely? I just don't. Hey, I'm going to show you a picture. Nope, you don't have to do that, because I don't care a whole lot about it. Mr. McFeely. Oh, there's even a gift. I remember the puppets. I remember the puppets for sure. No, Mr. McFeely's the mailman. Did the mailman, did he have the same weight every day? No, he had a mustache. I bet, like, him not having the same weight every day just drove Mr. Rogers mad. Mr. McFeely, what did you have for dinner last night? Six bratwurst and a beer. <laughs> oh, my OCD. Mr. McFeely, is... are you from Wisconsin? <laughs> Mr. McFeely, I'm going to need you to lose some uh, weight before uh, you're on the show. But, yeah. Where were we? Uh, we were on uh, gas pumps. All right. Yeah, gas pumps. Gas uh, pumps. All right. The... So, Carlos, what is something that you think that could occur in our lifetime that would change the world forever well right now like uh like if besides cell phones i would have said like vr for the last 20 years just because like the potential it has going forward vr has uh, but see i think ar might like i i've switched i switched my thinking from ar or from vr to ar well like i'm after I'm, seeing the hollow ones well i'm saying like vr is uh in the like going future not just vr as it is but i'm talking about like once you start like being able to like take in like uh like people like there's sensors now that like you can like put on like it'll like take extra input in yep. and like uh or how like uh you can like think spe- like they're working on trying to make it so like you think what the words and then it'll like actually take those words so when you do more and more stuff with that like it's kind of, it'll be crazy like we like the future virtual v- uh, virtual reality games like which will be made like uh VR Skyrim dropped a couple days ago and uh like then that's like something you have to play with a controller still yeah but just imagine like you put that on and like you just like or like how like a, a ready player one like just like more like all this extra like feedback that the vr headset will be able to take Some more and, like, haptics and like just like think about like the retiring retirement homes of the future like they're just going to be crazy 
Now, I watched a Mad TV skit about that. Did not enjoy that one. Oh. There's a lot of old people having sex in that. Well, I mean, that's... (laughs) (laughs) It did not have anything to do with VR? Well, I mean, no, it was just a lot of old people boning. Oh, yeah, that's... No, I mean, it was like an old Mad TV sketch, and it was on, like, the CW or WB (laughs) late at night, and... Yeah, I... I don't know, like, I think, like, VR, like, has, like, a lot of opportunities, like... But see, I think, I think, so... No, like, I'm of the opinion that AR is a lot closer to where we're going to be in the immediate future, because you can overlay something on the environment in front of you. Well, it's mainly going to be, you sync it with your cell phone, and then you get, like, notifications. Yeah. Though, I will say, the best road trip I've ever taken was in VR. Oh, Yeah. Yep, uh, we went on a we went on a trip to uh, South Dakota. Yeah, uh, it was my parents and my brother and his girlfriend, and then me sitting in the back seat. Um, and you know we were all chatting or whatever, and then at a certain point, like everyone, like my brother and his girlfriend, they went to sleep, and like we're still driving. And my dad's driving. My mom's sleeping in the front. My dad's playing, like, his country music or whatever, and I'm like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. So I slapped my phone into my Gear VR with some noise-canceling headphones, uh, put that on, dropped into a movie theater, and I watched Star Wars Rebels for the next four hours. (laughs) That sounds great. In a, like... And it felt like I was in a movie theater because I could stretch out my legs and, like, looking around me, it looked like I was in this, like, big comfy, like, comfort or, like, you know, like, a big chair. And well, like, that's, I just I just watched a movie on a big screen. Like, I like I just think, like, being able to, like, be more connected to, like, virtual reality, like, environments is, like, that's why I'm saying, like, it's going to help, like, change yeah. things in the future. Well, just because, like, imagine, like, if you actually, like, felt, like... Not like full on, like if you had like more feeling to like connect with, like the feeling of sitting on a sofa, like that'd be kind of crazy. Like you just really would fall into yeah, that. haptics to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I like. So I, I like the idea of VR and AR and stuff. And like I, that, I, I, because I, I don't think uh, we want to use it in the next twenty years, like jacking in like the Matrix, because that's still not a. Uh, no, I do not want to stick things into my brain. No, it's a bad idea. But I'm still like I, I'm still hesitant about all of this because I go out of my way to spend time in the real world, in nature, like trying to connect with what is actually there. Because I spend so much time in front of in front of a screen. But not everybody has that opportunity. Like a lot of people who live in cities, they don't really get to go hang out in the woods or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to make an effort to go do it. Yeah. Like. Growing up, I could just do it any day I wanted because I lived in the middle of nowhere. But, like, yeah, altered reality, though, that's definitely going to, like, change yeah. how people, like, just being able to, like, have, like, everybody's going to be wearing glasses. Yeah. Well, yeah, as long as they don't like Google glasses. Do you remember when we were in San Francisco and we went, uh, the first night we were in San Francisco and when you went to 21st Amendment, do you remember that like group of douche nozzles wearing Google glasses that walked into the into 21A before we did? No. How do you not remember that? I don't recall that. Okay, I made a lot of jokes about them. Uh, but yeah, no. So I'm like, sure there were good jokes, Casey. I'm sure there were good jokes. They probably. In there. I mean, there there was a, probably a couple of okay ones in there. At least a couple for sure. 
I mean, there was a lot of jokes. <laughs> Some of them had to Also, hit. they garnished my beer with a watermelon, and it was delightful. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember something about that, yeah. Like, yeah, we got some watermelon wheat, and, like, it came with a watermelon on the glass. That sounds like something that did happen. You don't remember a lot about that trip, do you? I remember that there was a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember going to see the Redwoods, and you're like, those aren't that big? They weren't that big. I was not impressed. (laughs) They were fucking huge. I wanted them to be bigger. They were massive. They were literally the Endor trees. Actually, like I saw some scenes from uh, the Endor movie again. Like they're actually they weren't as big as I like remember them being as a kid. <laughs> like yeah, they're pretty large, but like they should be larger. <laughs> I want like five foot radius trees. Some of those were five foot radius. There's like one. No, multiple of them were more than ten feet in diameter. Not really, no. Because there's, yeah. like, there's the one that we got out of our car and walked a w- little bit, and that one was pretty large. That one. You know, Carlos, a lot of them were fucking massive. <laughs> Jesus. You can't please you even a little bit. All right. Uh, did I say what my technology uh, was no. yet? All right. Shit. Actually, uh, what I would like to see happen in my lifetime is the space elevator. So I've been reading a lot of like speculative uh, nonfiction, which is a weird thing. Uh, you mean just thing people just shooting ideas out? Well, it's uh, things that uh, could happen and that we're very close on. All right. Um, so I read. Is it still fiction? No, All right. because it's it's using it's using facts and like kind of building off of that and being like, well, if we did this, we could get All right. to this. So just talking like just the stuff talking about like, like what can yeah happen. yeah like I mean not telling stories about no stuff. yeah right. yeah yeah it's speculative nonfiction All right. which I, I it's a weird genre super weird uh, and it's it could be fiction with some more time on it it can be fiction if it has any story in it. Like then it would be fiction, but it's not any story. So the like so so the the one the one one of the books I'm talking about uh, is written by uh, the SMBC, like Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial comic yep. artist. Uh, him and his wife they did a bunch of research on uh, what what I'm trying to remember the actual uh, book SMBC book. Uh, it's called Soonish. All right, yeah. So it's technologies that um, are close or could never be based on how the technology verges because we're, we're on the brink of some of these. And so for a space elevator, for that to work right now, we would need carbon nanotubes to, like, you know, make, make a little bit of a jump and be able to make them a lot longer and more perfect than we can right now. But if we can make a space elevator, so basically what a space elevator is, is we have a big rock in geosynchronous orbit. Uh, So basically between us and the moon, and that big rock would probably be like an asteroid that we caught and pulled in. And then you have a tether that goes to a single spot on Earth, right? Probably in the ocean somewhere. And that way you can... Instead of trying to use rocketry to get up there, yeah, you can just use mechanical power. 
and so you can build bigger ships uh, and just keep moving materials up and every uh, space exploration gets exponentially cheaper if you have something like this. Yeah, you just have a long elevator ride in, in front of you uh, yeah. instead of a... But, like, I don't know if... Uh, instead of a terrifying rocket ride. But that what, would... You don't want to ride an explosion into space, Casey? It's well, the most American no, way to travel. I 100% want to ride an explosion into space. If I have the, if I ever have the chance to ride an explosion into space, you better bet your britches I'm taking that. But a space elevator, I feel like, would change the world immeasurably, because it will expand. Once we have a space elevator, we can expand beyond Earth. We can start actually like taking a serious look at other planets, because space exploration will be so cheap. Well, I think it'll like be cheaper in the fun, like not just space elevators. Is you get to a point where you don't have to transport stuff from Earth to space anymore. If you instead like just start building your production well, in we, space, yeah, we st- we start looking at asteroid mining, and then you and just cut that whole like the all the expenses of trying to build like a space elevator. You still have to get people up there. Yeah, but like at that point, like if you can start making giant things in space, getting people in space is pretty negligible. Yeah. So, well, any any way that we can decrease the cost. So, I, I mean, if it's asteroid mining, if it's a space elevator, if it's something that we haven't thought of yet, any way that we can decrease the cost of getting into space, increasing uh, like space exploration, and if we can start putting human settlements on other celestial entities, yeah, that is going to change. Everything on Earth is going to change the political climate. I feel like things like uh, different differing religions, oil rights, all of that will cease to be an issue. Well, on the other hand, though, you start the new rights fights for space resources. There's a stupid amount of space resources. No, but like because of how like because uh, right now people can't you can't own. Celestial yep. objects. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot of legal issues up there. So except, like you're gonna, except uh, so imagine the United like a, States Congress said that countries can't. Uh, they they passed a bill. Uh, it was two or three years ago, where the United States cannot own any celestial object, but United States citizens can. All right. So if you're a private company and you go and lay claim to an asteroid to mine it. You own that asteroid. Well, the thing is, though, you hit points where, like, people, like, look at, like, the people who, like, sit on copyright rights nowadays. Yeah. Where, like, they have, they are sitting on these rights, and then, like, they wait for somebody else to try to go after them, and then they just go after them for money. So, like, you're going to have companies that are just going to, like, all right, so we bought all these rights up on all these, like, asteroids for cheap, and now people want to mine them. Well, we can't mine them, but we're just going to, like... Put these well, I, I, I'm pretty sure in the uh, in in the like the rules, like to claim something, you actually have to set foot on it. I'm sure there's uh, ways to get around that. <laughs> we launched a probe that was like one centimeter by one centimeter, and it crashed in there, and we set foot on there. Yeah, I, I suppose. I put like a little molecule of my foot on there. I don't know. I I tr- I'm I'm trying to have a brighter view of humanity than you are. I'm sorry. No, I like technology is changing faster than humans change. Yeah. Oh, so. 100%. I'm just like it and I feel like moving to the stars 
it will change how we view things on Earth. Well, it might take a while, um, but I feel like even in our lifetime, we've in, in my lifetime, in in fact, in like my conscious like quote unquote adult lifetime. So looking from age fourteen, fifteen to where I am now. So in the last you know twenty year or fifteen years, um, I have seen things go from like I mean looking at the even like the LGBT community in our country we've seen that go from completely unacceptable yeah. to just yeah it's who really cares? it's really changed it's really gotten yeah. better and so things like that I feel like they're quick changing we're 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 in a we're in a spot right now in human history where things change rapidly and at some point we are going to be left in the dust Hopefully, our generation can hold on to our sense of excitement and our sense of exploration longer than some. And hopefully, uh, after well, and hopefully we hit a point where our AI overlords decide to be ben- uh, benevolent, not uh, maleficent. Ah, uh, well, I mean, if they turn into dragons, that's okay. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I can't say I'd be against like an evil AI that turns into a dragon. <laughs> Just go ahead and put that out there, future AI ro- robots. That like, if you want to be a giant dragon, just do More it. Power go to for you. it. Yeah. All right, should we should we yeah. wrap up here? I feel like maybe we've hit our end. Yeah, we're pro AI dragons. We have that down. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash blindestudios and become a patron today. If you're doing any Amazon shopping, head over to blindestudios.com. Click on the Amazon link above our homepage. Your Amazon shopping is now really We get a bit of a kickback. It's pretty great for us, pretty easy for you, so please do that. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindestudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindestudios. Or follow us on Twitter at BlindNerdScoreNinja. You can also find us live every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BlindNerdStudios. And we'll see you guys next week.